Hi, everyone. I would like to welcome you to another episode of Hosted. As you all know, this is an opportunity for me to flip the tables a bit. For those who are typically on the other side of the mic, asking all the questions, now it's my turn to ask them some questions. And today I am so thrilled to have Annette Leonard on my show. Annette is the host of Chronic Wellness, and she has recorded roughly 314 episodes on audio. However, she has around 360 episodes on YouTube. So that is a lot of lot of great content. And, and today's really special because I have been listening to Annette's podcast for some time. So she really focuses in on um, chronic illness and, and what that looks like for, for all the people who suffer and uh, give, gives a place where you can, even though this is the first time we've talked, I, I, I have felt heard just by listening to her content because Annette and I both share a very rare disease um, called myositis. So, Annette, welcome to Hosted. Mm, what a generous introduction. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here with you today. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you. So, uh, let's just start from the podcast beginning. What inspired you to start Chronic Wellness? Mm. Um whole constellation of things. I have been living with chronic illness and chronic pain for the better part of a decade. And the ways that my illnesses um, sort of spun together meant that eventually I had to leave the world of nine to five work. And for anyone that that's been true for, it's an incredibly um, hard and devastating sort of threshold to arrive at. And mine rapidly spun kind of out of control and led me to um, needing to be on a, a list to get a double lung transplant. And uh, while I eventually did not need that transplant, which still feels like a miracle in my life. Um, shortly after I started improving, um, I lost in a three month period of time, my mom and my brother. Gosh. And, and in that profound grief and uncertainty, um, I, I really felt like the universe was kind of nudging me towards something bigger. And I've always been uh, in my professional life, a teacher and a trainer. And I really wondered if kind of being a speaker um, was in that realm for me. I, I've been in the, the DEI world for a long time. And uh, I went to... Uh, kind of in a, a, a training event that also included me recording a, a reel that, that I could use professionally. And from that met someone who, who started sort of nudging me toward bigger things. And he said, you know what, Annette, 
just start recording a video a day. Just just start recording a video a day. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. Just find the thing that you want to talk about and start recording a video a day. And, and so I started doing some writing in preparation for that. And what emerged was this theme in my heart. Um, I was raised in the church and my mom was the kind of Methodist that, that knew all the words to the hymns by heart. And and that always really moved me. <laughs> and yeah. there's this hymn called It Is Well. And um, and the chorus is, it is well with my soul. And, and something in that revisited me, even though, um, even though my life is not with the church. And, and the idea of how how to find wholeness in the midst of brokenness, how to find wellness in the midst of illness, how, how to find center when feeling so disoriented. And, and so that's what I started speaking to. I started uh, on SEMrush, which is a website where you can see what people are searching for. And I started looking for what are the questions about chronic illness that people are searching? Smart. And for the next 80 days, I just, um, I five days a week recorded videos about those questions and put them up on YouTube, ripped the audio and started a podcast called Chronic Wellness. Um, kind of shouting into the wilderness with, without any marketing, without any training, without any um, idea that anybody might tune in, but just sort of answering the questions of my heart and the things that I most needed someone to speak to about this confusing, confounding, difficult circumstance that, that I was in and I knew others must be in too. Oh, wow. That's, that's absolutely beautiful. I, that is the, I think the best possible answer I've ever received is for <laughs> the reasons to start. It's, that is amazing. And, and I really love chronic wellness, the name mm, is so much of, I think if you suffer from chronic illness, it does kind of feel like it's always there as an illness and can mm. oftentimes define everything that you are and how okay. you're showing up in the world. So yeah. to to kind of turn that on its head a bit. Flip and, that script. Yeah, flip that script and yeah. and and chronic wellness. And it just, you know, even though you are you're talking about and with folks about the topic, um, it just it it just it changes the mindset a bit. Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. That's the intention, of course. The yeah. and I've had other people ask me if it's about uh, marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it could work for that. Yeah, too. you're like, do you want it to be? <laughs> um, not particularly, <laughs> and I'm not opposed to exploring that topic for fun. <laughs> That's great. So, so you started off, you know, really answering some of the questions that seemed to be top of mind for a lot of folks that were searching for answers. And then you also bring people on the show. So, you know, when did that, when did your kind of 
answering curiosity evolve into bringing folks on to share their experiences or expertise? Um, it happened really organically and and rather by surprise, which is to say, uh, when you register your podcast, you have to give an email address. And one day, uh, quite by surprise, I received a, a, a solicitation from a publisher saying, here's somebody whose book is coming out about chronic illness. And uh, would you interview the author on your podcast? <laughs> And I was ecstatic to just imagine that I was, you know, had enough reach that a publisher was reaching out to me. And, and so I now receive those, you know, a couple times a month and, and have an opportunity to do a little more screening and, and be somewhat selective about who I choose. Um, and, uh, the format of my podcast is pretty brief. And, and while I get really energized by having conversations and having the opportunity to interview guests, I'm also um, not the best editor. And so uh, having to cut the interviews down or figure out ways to break them up into smaller chunks it's always a pretty arduous task for me. <laughs> um, so I'm still smithing ways to do that. And I'm I'm trying other creative things like doing chronic conversations on Instagram Live or uh, trying other ways to fold in more opportunities to do interviews with folks uh, and, and engage with my audience too. Uh, I'm not sure that I've perfected that yet. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, just the just the, the thought of exploring other platforms and different methods and kind of knowing like, you know, I don't really love this post-production <laughs> thing. What else can I do here? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it, still working it, it out. Yeah, and you've taken, and I don't know, did you start doing with the, when you started recording, I know you were recording video, but did you, did you start publishing them on YouTube right away? Um, I did the, just not knowing whether or not anyone would watch and, <laughs> and, uh, and simultaneously ripping the audio and, and starting the, the podcast. And the reason there are more videos than, than podcasts is that there are some videos I haven't been able to figure out how to rip the audio <laughs> <laughs> and most of those are, are, are interviews or things where I've done an alternate video format from the one I standard use. <laughs> and so that, makes that again sense. is where my, is where my technical prowess has failed. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that you, know, you want to have amazing audio content or video content and great conversations, but you also forget that there's that whole like audio engineering component that That's goes right. along with this that yes. isn't um you know isn't second nature for everyone and also just takes a certain level of knowledge or or desire right yeah. to yeah. to dive in which is something i i too i align with i i have zero desire to handle post production i'm so fortunate that i have a few folks on my team nice. that love doing that and have yeah. experience so it's, Hallelujah. Let them. <laughs> it, they, 
Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. All day. Yeah. So that, that is great. And, yeah. and I know that, um, May in particular is myositis month, which that's is right. is yeah. a really that's a that's an easy content month for yeah. you, I would assume, because yeah. you kind of know what you're gonna do. But how do you go about selecting what you're going to be covering, what types of guests you're gonna be inviting in to have discussions at the moment? How do you plan all the content? Yeah, well, it's interesting because uh I do a fair bit of sketching out ahead of time, things like that, like May is myositis month. And, um, I, I have enough (laughs) of a, of a list of diseases that it's easy for me to, you know, when is chronic fatigue, when is, um, pulmonary fibrosis, when, you know, so Sjogren's, I, you know, I have a, a, quite a list now that I can, (laughs) I can talk about each of those and, others that I don't have, I often will explore as well. I'll also talk about new products that I've found and, and talk about tips and tricks like that on the website, as well as just following things that, that come up in my own life. So, uh, in July I got COVID. And so I'll, I'll, I'll talk a lot about that in in coming days and weeks, just, um, from the things that I've learned from having that firsthand. So, so I'll also dovetail in things about my life. And, and the thing that, that I was most searching for when I went to look for podcasts about chronic illness and chronic pain myself was who's talking about how to maintain a healthy marriage with chronic pain and chronic illness and and who's talking about how to have sex when your body hurts and and what that's really like and who's talking about uh whether or not what we eat really makes a difference and and how do we tell that and and I find that some of these topics are discussed in a really surface way and I want more. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm not afraid to talk about those things in really revealing ways about myself. <laughs> and, and I'm not afraid to talk to others about those things. <laughs> and so to the extent that uh, that guests are willing to reveal those things either in their books or about their own personal lives. Those are the things I'm, I want to delve into because these are the details of our lives. And, and the more uh, that we dig into these kinds of things, I think the less alone we feel, the less we feel like we're the only one going through these things or having difficulty because of them. Yeah. And that's really what I appreciate most about the content that you, that you put out on, on the podcast is it's, it's some of the, the more nuanced aspects that isn't necessarily being talked about. And you do feel like you're the only one, unless you hear, you know, you've definitely have brought up things that I have felt that I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Mm. Yes. Oh, I feel it's validating. And, um, there's just so much that's missing from, from the conversation that, uh, is beyond like medical 
a medical diagnosis or um, different various forms of treatment and exercise and diet and all these things. But there's all, there's so many different components that just affect your life. Nobody talks about. Yeah. And the job thing being really, you know, I've I've just tapping into um, our, our small community that we have um, in the myositis world, but just the, the, the job, um, the job thing, um, your career. I mean, that's something that people don't really talk about because it is really hard for people to continue on doing what they did before. Yeah. And, and so let's talk about that for a second. Yes. So you and I have a, have a disease form called myositis. There are several manifestations. Myositis uh, means what means inflammatory something muscle myopathy. Yeah. And, and so you and I have different forms of this inflammatory muscle myopathy, but essentially it means that, that little, uh, little bursts can go into our muscle tissue and cause the muscle muscle tissue to dissolve off our bones. That is what a myositis is. And our organs. That's right. That's right. Smooth muscle tissue. So that includes the heart and, and, and other tissue in our body. And it's very rare. (laughs) And so it's, uncommon that you or I would just happen upon anybody else in our lives that, that would have this disease. And it's hard to get diagnosed. Oftentimes it's hard to find a practitioner who has treated it before or treats it very regularly. It's hard to get managed, uh, with medication. (laughs) It's hard to live with. (laughs) It's mysterious. And as we were discussing before we started recording, um, it's something that even when your tests say you are not actively wasting, you can still experience symptoms and, uh, doctors oftentimes will then dismiss because (laughs) your tests don't say that you are muscle wasting. And yet, there are these signals that you're living with or symptoms that you're living with that say otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Which is, you know, which it can affect all, all aspects of your life, you know, and, and really we were talking about this too, before pushing record, it's um, it's interesting because you can feel terrible, but you can still look like you feel great. That's right. And um, walking around and people are like, how are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm having a hard time washing my hair. Um, And they're like, well, you look fantastic. I have to sit down in the shower. (laughs) I only shower every few days because it's so exhausting. (laughs) I can't have a hard time getting dressed in the morning, Uh but you know, my shoes, it's a struggle putting those on. Socks, uncommonly difficult, (laughs) but you look great. Yeah. 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 And, and more so than that, right. Is, is the ways that I, that I wish I could still show up in the world, you know, for, my nieces and nephews, for my spouse, for my friends, and uh, and how hard it is to not be the the reliable person that I used to be able to be. You know, having to reply maybe to things or say yes and then say no, or the ways in which my friends and family have had to become accustomed to Annette might say no at the last minute, and 
and that not being how I wish it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that is actually something I've been struggling with recently is just thinking about how I feel terrible, how, how I am behaving as a friend and my, and my friends are incredibly understanding and they're so great. I mean, when I'm not feeling good, they, I, I've got, it's hard for me because I, I kind of, I don't want to talk about it um, as much as I probably should, but there is a core group of folks that if I will be very honest with, if I'm not feeling well um, and they just like jump right in, they start making dinners and and doing all sorts of just fantastic things. And then, and then I get stressed out because I'm like, how am I going to repay them? I don't even know if I'm going to be able to go to this birthday dinner <laughs> to see them and say, thank you. And like all these things that, you know, it's just, it is, they're just, again, so many different aspects that you don't necessarily think about. Um, yes. That and just, in a society where we prize independence and where we haven't been taught how to ask for help. And where I so valued being a giver, I, I didn't know how to be a receiver. And um, it's something I'm learning to do. Mm -hmm. And I acknowledge that being a receiver allows other people the opportunity to give. Yeah. And it's still profoundly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good point. Uh, but giving people an opportunity to give. Yeah. Because we all really want to do that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, you know, the, I, I hear what you say and it's, oh, you know, so much easier for me to see because I'm not the one saying it, but your friends don't expect or want any repayment. And you know that, I know that. <laughs> um, but it doesn't mean that it's easy or comfortable. Yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. I know I actually have been starting to send messages like, Hey, I really appreciate this completely unnecessary. You know how hard this is for me. I'm just going to say, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been interesting an interesting ride. Um, yep. And I would imagine, Annette, just through the podcast, and I think, you know, that that kind of um, sudden moment where you're like, "Oh, people are paying attention," and you get that outreach from a from an author. Have you had folks reach out to you um, who are that, that feel heard, that feel validated? Um, I'm sure that happens all the time. Well, it does happen, and you know, it's interesting. Um, if I look at my listener statistics, I don't get a lot of listeners. Like my podcast is not popular. And um, yet I do hear from people on occasion in ways that matter. And to me, that's the whole ride, you know, just that that those of us out there in whatever form whether whether chronic illness is in the background of our lives or is in the foreground and feels like we are struggling for every breath and for each day that 
if one person feels less alone because the story I told or the guest that I hosted, there it is. That's, that's the reason for doing it. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. And, and I would imagine for you too, it, has it helped you a bit in just diving deeper? I mean, when you're talking about, especially myositis, like you've got your, you can kind of wrap your hands around all of the different varieties that there are and, and share enough and for knowledgeable information, um, that, that helps folks. And, and I feel like you are, you're educating yourself on all of these. Yeah. 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 Yes. And, and it keeps me engaged and curious and, you know, part of the reason I do it is that I have, I have a curious mind. And if I can't have the kind of life outside of my home or in the world that, that I wish I could have, then I can engage myself and, uh, and have a more active (laughs) life with my camera and with people around the world than I would otherwise have. Yeah, that's, that's just incredible. And then when you're, so for the podcast, does that feed into the work that you do outside of, of recording? Mm. Um, It does. So primarily what else I do is um, have a website and that leonard.com where I, where I write a lot of blogs and I have some downloadables and, I've created some courses that someday I'll put up, (laughs) but um, really all of it focused on um, how, how can we be spiritually well? How can we find ways uh, to tend to creating wholeness? How, how can things like body scans and uh, creating healthy boundaries and, um, finding ways to uncover our needs, ask for them, (laughs) meet them ourselves, uh, be part of unlocking what, what keeps us healthy, even if we're never again healthy on paper. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and so, you know, kind of thinking about all the places, so you have the podcast, you have the YouTube channel, you have the website, you're putting out so much amazing content and you're exploring some other ways of getting the content into the world. What, what's a, what's on your short list? You've, you mentioned Instagram. Um, yeah. do you have some other things that, that is, um, on the, uh, on your radar to explore? Well, um, I've done a lot of writing for the website, The Mighty, and um, I think that I'd like to go a little broader and I'm interested in looking at how to get some of my articles published elsewhere. And uh, I'd really like to start gaining traction on on getting some of these uh, chronic conversations, as I've been calling them, sort of uh, with a broader audience. The, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is things I'm thinking about. Yeah. And that's really exciting. And it, it definitely feels like it's a leap, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Kind of like stepping outside of the container a bit and that's right. Putting yeah. it out on other um other forms and and other platforms that aren't owned by you, which is Yeah. And and it's one of those things too that that it's always um you know, it's I I <clears throat> excuse me, that that it ebbs and flows with my health. The I was recording daily, uh, you know, five days a week for the first year of, uh, of doing my podcast. And then I, I guess it was sort of August during COVID, uh, the first year of COVID that I got blood clots and had to be hospitalized for a week. And, uh, that sort of jolted me out of that habit. And when I came back, I started recording once a week and changed the format then. And, then had another health upset. And, you know, it's one of those, like, I want to be super reliable and try to record a few episodes ahead so that I have some flexibility if things go wrong. And it's always kind of body dependent. And, you know, my audience has come to understand that I, I didn't record for, oh, six weeks when I got COVID. And the life happens. I have a body. It is unreliable. (laughs) And so it's an interesting part of what I do just as a solo practitioner with no one else to sort of step in if if things come up and disrupt. So uh, I'm grateful that, um, that since it is about living with chronic pain and illness, that, that my audience has seemed to be flexible and remain with me. even when things come and disrupt. Well, and that's, that's the beauty of, of what you're doing with your podcast and, and the YouTube channel and the content published on the website. Um, I remember when you, when you had COVID and I noticed that it kind of fell off and I was so curious just because again, like a whole other conversation around uh, chronic illness and COVID, like how does it affect people with um, various disease, um, especially given the medication that you're on. Um, So for me, it just felt like I was, what I think is so cool about podcasting is that you do feel like you are a part of someone's life very intimately in a relationship. And I didn't want to be weird, but I also was like, are you okay? What's happening? Like, fill me in. Um, So, you know, I think that it's kind of a perfect platform, especially given the topic that you're, um, that you're covering. It's that it's going to, it's going to evolve. It's going to change and change based on where you're at and how you're feeling and when you're not feeling well, you know, your, your audience knows and, and all they do is just care deeply mm-hmm. and, um, and hope that you're all right. So I, I do think that there is just this, this beautiful piece to podcasting in particular that just pulls people in and, and brings them along your journey mm-hmm. Yeah, for all the good and bad, yeah. and everything in between. Yeah. Agreed. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, thinking about, um, the, some of the, so I guess one of the questions that I have is because I think we both, again, we talked about this, but you can kind of hear my voice is like starting to go out a little bit. Um, do you get, do you do smaller pieces because of stamina? I do. 
the, the whole reason that I started small is that from one day to the next, I can't rely on whether or not I will have much energy. And particularly when I started it as a daily format, um, it was hard to imagine pulling on a top so that I could record from waist up <laughs> and figuring out being in front of a camera for more than a few minutes. And, uh, and as we've talked about, uh, our vocal cords can be impacted by myositis. And so, uh, brevity seemed to be of the essence. And so that is a big part of why my podcast is short. And I thought if my attention span and my abilities are limited, I can expect that might be true of my audience as well. And so little, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Brief <laughs> is the name of the game for my podcast. But it's so impactful. I actually, yeah. I love it. It was, it was pretty cool. I didn't, I never really connected that until I, um, until we, we were talking here, but um, I appreciate that. Um, and also I was like, but there's also, you know, part of just being able to maintain and to stay engaged and optimal. Mm -hmm. So for listeners who don't know, my longest episode is 20 minutes, but my, my typical episode is less than 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and for those of you listening, whether or not this is a part of your life, it, it doesn't necessarily matter. You're, and that your podcast is great and it's just so informative and, and everyone is touched in some way by chronic illness, whether it's you personally, somebody you love, a friend, whatever it may be, or maybe you just have a better understanding for someone at work, um, compassion. compassion. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and you're just, it's just such a lovely produced, um, podcast. So, um, regardless of where you're at, you should 100% tune in and, and have a listen. And, and it's, you know, again, it's the content is longest episodes, 20 minutes. So it's, it's pretty easy to, to, tune not a big in. commitment, not a big commitment. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as we're kind of wrapping this conversation up, is there anything that you would like to share just, you know, when thinking about your podcasting content journey with the listeners who might be interested in exploring this medium as a way to talk about their life experience or maybe just a passion that they have? I think that so many people will tell you that this market is saturated, that there are more podcasts than people can ever sift through and find you, that you have to be so clear about your niche and your message. And maybe they're right, but maybe they aren't. And maybe um, your voice is exactly what someone needs to hear because there is only one of you and you are the only person who knows exactly what you know. And maybe we're all waiting for the message that only you can deliver. And so if you have the will and the desire and you think that the time is ripe for your podcast, 
then I think you're right. (laughs) And so buy yourself a $25 microphone (laughs) and reserve your podcast name, (laughs) get started (laughs) because, you know, there are plenty of one person operations that, that are the next, this American life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the goal doesn't have to be that too, you know, like if you get there, amazing. And we will all celebrate that massive win, but, but maybe you're me and it's just one email that says, Annette, the words of your podcast this week made me feel less alone. And, um, I thought I was the only one dealing with this and I heard you and, um, and it turns out I'm not, and it's just me and my cat and, and it feels better today, you know, the, and that's enough too. It truly is. And, and I, and I, I agree with everything that you said and yes, there are so many podcasts out there. But there is only one of you and only one of you have having whatever experience you're having or perspective that you have. And just to be able to connect with folks on a real intimate level. I mean, I I found you simply because I was typing in myositis in uh in a, a podcast okay. search bar. <laughs> And then of course I took a deep dive because you, you know, I was like, oh, this is great. And then I just started like binge listening to everything. And you had no idea that I was on the other end, um, listening to, to everything before I reached out to you and said, Hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Also, I have my SIS too. Thank you. (laughs) Um, so, you know, I think that regardless of however many people are listening to your podcast, it's not necessarily the end goal. It's the impact that you have. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. So if you have something that you know you need to say, get out there and say it. Out there and say it. Great. Well, Annette, thank you so much. And, and, um, We've given out the URL throughout this this podcast, but just as a um, kind of a formality, as we wrap this podcast interview, you can find Chronic Wellness on all the platforms that you listen to podcasts on. And so have a listen again, regardless of what your situation is. Um, it's a fantastic show. Really great folks come on. Um rate and review. Also, that's always a very nice thing to do. Um, and then follow Annette and and her writing. Um, is your YouTube channel chronic wellness um, as well, right? It's no, it's uh, youtube.com slash Annette Leonard. Okay, great. And then AnnetteLeonard.com is where everyone can find um, articles and probably links to all of the, the different platforms where you're showing up. That's right. Thank you so much for this, Brandy. What a total pleasure. Yes, agreed. This is this is a little bit like this is a guilty pleasure episode for me. Um, really just wanted to connect with you for lots of different reasons. So thank you so much for accepting my invitation to come on the show. And um, we'll obviously stay in touch. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Bye. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Hosted, a podcast brought to you by Kitcaster, a podcast booking agency. If you want to find out more about Kitcaster, about Hosted, find us on all of the relevant social channels and tune in to more episodes of Hosted. Take care.